Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 100 of the podcast. If you want to tweet me, you can do so at Teal, T-E-A-L Productions. Google Plus, Ronin Rabbit has a page there. Facebook, the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo Facebook page is the host of the post. BigTimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit, the website. UsagiPodcast at gmail.com, the email. All of those are acceptable methods of contact. Should you come up with another, contact me at one of these and we will discuss the other if that is your preferred method. Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue 26 from Dark Horse Comics, dated January 1999, The Hairpin Murders, Part 1. Although I think the next story has a different name rather than Hairpin Murders Part 2. But this is the first part of this story. We open nine-page panel again, far away, and as we get closer and closer to the village, we see Usagi walking up to a police station. He reaches and pulls out a, uh, a piece of parchment paper that has something on it. He points at it, so the person in front of the police station, the guard, I would assume, sees, and the guard points Usagi in the next direction. And on this page, we have a two-page, half-page panel. Um, it's half of the, the upper half of the two pages spread across both pages as one panel, and we are told that this is the case of the hairpin murders and Inspector Ishida mystery. Usagi passes the um, barker for the Unugiyami, Unugiyama entertainment troupe that we were introduced last issue. Next panel, we see that Usagi lays eyes on the mystery girl again that he saw at the end of last issue. But he continues on in the direction proffered by the guard, and he sees a crowd Pushing his way through the crowd, he comes to the front and sees what they are seeing and asks, What's going on? And a fussy female says, If you must know, he was just found dead in this alley, samurai. And we see an individual slumped. We see someone looking at him saying, The way I see it, his heart gave out. He grabbed the barrel for support and then he died. There's no foul play at work here. And from off the side, we see, not true. Usagi steps up and says, there's a small wound on the back of his neck. You can see a spot of dried blood there. What? Says this individual. Are you trying to tell me my job? I ought to arrest you for interfering. And then from off panel there, we see, is anything the matter? And this person swallows and says, Inspector, I'm dealing with a troublemaker, sir. Usagi defends himself and says, I was just making an observation. Quiet, you, says the police official we know now. The inspector uh, says, what sort of observation? But surely, sir, he's just riffraff, says the first inspector. Then the other inspector, who we take must be senior to this one, uh, he says, even riffraff have eyes, junior inspector. Now, samurai, what did you see? And Usagi tells him a small puncture on the neck. You can see a slight discoloration around the wound. Hmm. 
says Inspector. A sharp needle slipped between the vertebra can cause instant death, says Usagi. There's also a trace of white powder on his shoulder. The inspector kneels down and says, So there is. Rice flour, the sort that women use for makeup. You have keen powers of observation, samurai. And this samurai turns to the junior. Let's see, has this has he been named yet? No, not yet. This is Inspector Ishida that we're being shown here. Do you know who the victim is, Officer Nii? And he says, he was Tendo Masayuki, a prominent silk merchant. So, we know who the victim is, but who are you, samurai, who do not recognize you as being from this town? Introductions are made. Usagi explains why he is there. Actually, Ishida is the one he was looking for. So, he then explains to Ishida why he was there, hands him the bounty receipt, looks it over. Ishida says, very well, everything looks to be in order. Uh, Unfortunately, it will take a couple days to get your money, but I will get it for you. Usagi says, of course, thank you. Um, Ishida tells him, I'll take you to the station and you can file your request officially. Suddenly, another officer runs up. Inspector Ishida, another death at the home of Abe, the sake broker. So, Ishida heads off that way and says, Usagi, you may accompany me if you if you wish. And they go and they're looking at the body. And again, he asks Usagi, what, what do you see? Uh, this person was also killed by a needle. Um, and as they're talking, we find out that the reason Ishida invited Usagi along was that you could have been the one to murder these people, because you're new in town. I don't know you, but seeing as how you're acting and reacting, I would say you are not the murderer, so you're clear. More or less is what he tells him. As they're looking over this scene, the senior inspector... Ogawa comes up, having heard of what's going on. Um, And he kind of chastises Ishida in front of Usagi, uh, saying that he better do a good job, and if not, he he has an eye on him and all this. Like, Like, there's some sort of conflict already between these two, even though one is the senior and one is his junior, but not necessarily in rank, a junior inspector. It's kind of like maybe Ishida is the senior inspector, um, and he calls Ogawa the chief inspector. So he's like uh, the uh, head sheriff, and is, I, I don't know exactly. Actually, I, I take that back. I don't. It, it's interesting. We've seen at least three different ranks here, maybe four, uh, with the police officer that ran up, and. Um, yeah, I don't know why Ishida would be able to face off against the senior inspector unless they are really the same rank, just as senior he has to do more paperwork or something like that. But Ishida doesn't seem concerned about the conflict that there is between him and Ogawa, which I thought was kind of interesting. But he turns back to Usagi. He apologizes tells Usagi that these are prominent merchants. Uh, No doubt he, Ogawa, wants the accolades for finding the killer. That's why he's even sniffing around, because he doesn't sniff around my cases. This one is different. Um, He tells Usagi his personal feelings or thoughts about the inspector, but then apologizes and says that that's not appropriate. He, He should not have done that. 
they interview the housekeeper, who is the one that found this person dead, and this person being um, Abe, the sake merchant. And as they're questioning her, um, a couple things come to light. Um, he was visited, Abe, by a female the night before. Um, she's very beautiful, and I believe the housekeeper says that she is a Yoju, Yujo, Yujo, yeah, from the Lotus House. Uh, Yujo being a courtesan. So he wonders out loud. Hmm. I wonder what Abe's connection is with Bancho and Tendo, uh, the other two men that have recently been murdered. The one is the one that Usagi came on to, and the other is one that the inspector was at that scene and left it to come to the murder scene of the gentleman that Usagi uh, first saw. And the housekeeper tells him why I believe all three were apprenticed to Merchant Hayate. Uh, He was murdered about 15 years ago or so. So they go, let's see, um, according to the housekeeper... The merchant Hayate lived on the south side of town, so Usagi and Ishida are on their way there. And uh, this is an interesting little scene, I believe, that is for Ishida's benefit, in Usagi's eyes in particular. But as they go, the townspeople are running from the south side of town because there are a couple samurai who have imbibed quite a bit on sake and are being very... Uh, destructive, let's say. One is a large bear, probably two to three times Ishida's size. The other samurai is bigger than Ishida as well. Uh, But Ishida tells Usagi, please stay back. Uh, This is my town. This is my duty. And Usagi says, as you wish. Ishida confronts the two samurai and the big one attacks. Uh... And as Usagi is about to jump in, we see that Ishida doesn't need the help. He quickly takes care of the larger of the two samurai physically, but then uses his jite to defeat the second samurai um, also rather effectively. Moving on, they get to Merchant Harate's house. Um... Harate is, is of course, dead. He, he was killed 15 or so years ago. And they find a young lady that says her father-in-law was a merchant in that area at that time. Perhaps he can help. So they talk about, they, they talk about the murder to the merchant, uh, dropping all the names, Abe, Banco, Tendo. Harate, uh, the person who died, who was their teacher... And this older retired merchant says um, he and his wife were murdered and their daughter and son were given to relatives who own an inn in the next province. At the time, the daughter was about 13 and the son 7. So, you know, you add 15 to that and that'd be their relative ages now. Um, can you tell me any details of, of what led up to the murder? And the merchant thinks, he says, let me remember, let's see. Uh, Hayate had just sold a huge consignment of dry goods to Lord Yamahashi, uh, but all the money had disappeared, so it was thought that robbery was the motive. 
At first, people suspected his three apprentices, but they all had solid alibis. It was thought that he, excuse me, uh, there was a samurai also who was mentioned. His name was Nato. He was a he was a friend of theirs apparently. It was thought that he may have actually done the killings, or the the killing of Harate, but he was never found. Nothing was ever determined. Um, definitely about the samurai, and he has since disappeared. Nobody knows anything about him, relatives, where he went, or anything. So they they thank him, um, and they believe Usagi and Ishida that perhaps then the main suspect would be the daughter. Uh, if she is still alive, she would be still kind of you know sore at the killing of her father and if she thought that those three merchants had anything to do with it she could be the one to kill them um, being as the primary or a primary weapon was female hairpins and the fact that that white powder was found which is often used as makeup indicates that it could very well be a female assassin so they they feel that perhaps the daughter uh, is involved but uh, the unaccounted for individual is Nato. So they're wondering what they can do to track down Nato. So they go to see the local yeah, the local lord um, Lord Yamahashi. He is taken ill, apparently, but his chamberlain, Toyofuku has assumed most of his duties and will speak to you. So they go to speak to him. He's very brusque. He he doesn't want to be interrupted, I think, to begin with. But then it all goes downhill. They basically give him all the information that they have to explain, ultimately, that they want to look through the records to see if they can find some trail about this Nato and, and find out where he went to as this is the most likely place of employment that he would have had at that time or subsequently if he was still in the area. But as soon as they drop the word Nato, we can see that uh, Toyofuku uh, gets very belligerent and ultimately kicks them out. They go to the headquarters, Usagi and Yoshida, where once again uh, they meet Inspector Ogawa, who admonishes Ishida for disturbing Chamberlain Toyofuku. Uh, again, the end result is um, Hagawa being very belligerent, or Ogawa being very belligerent. Ishida not really being concerned about it. Later that night, um, Ishida has indicated to Usagi since he's in town and needs a place to stay, he's more than welcome at Ishida's residence. They go and meet Ishida's wife um, as she is serving them tea or perhaps dinner. And Usagi unfortunately says something about children. And then he finds out after the fact that uh, they had a son, Ishida and his wife, that died of an illness the year before. So... Usagi unknowingly upsets the wife by sticking his foot in his mouth, and he is quite, quite distressed with himself for having done that. Finally, later that night, um, Ishida wakes Usagi up as there has been another body found. Uh, we don't know if it is, you know, another murder, but another body just on the outskirts of town. It was found by a merchant, and when they get there, they find that it is a female. And thus ends this issue, the first part of the hairpin murders, and 
Ishida and, and what? Inspector Ishida. Ishida mystery. So a lot of lot of moving parts here with this one. Um, interesting tale. The merchant died. Perhaps his three um, junior merchants had him killed to uh, benefit from taking over his business. Perhaps they purchased the uh, the work of Nato, the samurai, to do it. The murdered man did have a surviving son and daughter who could be doing things. Toyofuku obviously knows something about it, but he is most unwilling to cooperate. Ogawa is just being a uh, a male organ in general. He may have something to do with it, but I suspect not. I, I believe he's just being a male organ because that's himself. This mystery girl, I would suspect, is going to turn out to be the daughter. Uh, she's in town. We are given the word Yujo, uh, courtesan, by Mr. Sakai. I uh, use the word Jite, which is the weapon that is used both as a uh, symbol of office, but also as an official weapon because of, and there's a there's a history there that I believe I have gotten into in previous episodes. Uh, but if not, just look up J-U-T-T-E or J-I-T-T-E. Uh, J-U is pronounced J-I-T-E. And you'll see the history of that type of weapon and why. It makes perfect sense. Really cool, actually. Um, the design of the weapon is, is well done as well. And um, I believe that's everything that I have thought about this story, this issue. Um, as I said at the top, this is episode 100 of the Ronin Rabbit. Thank you guys for being along this journey. Um, this time, uh, I, I have taken breaks in the past, unannounced. Uh, this time, I'm going to take a short break uh, and assess what I'm going to do with the show next year. Um, it's not, or actually later this year by the time this comes out, it's not going away. I just have to figure out when I'm going to do it and how frequently and everything like that. But I am going to keep doing it, hopefully in a much more consistent manner than I have in the recent past. Uh, but a 100-episode journey of a show, thank you. Um, and hopefully we will have, oh, about 150, 175, uh, maybe 200 more before we catch up in our current I'll talk to you guys next week with, uh, let's see, issue 27, cover dated February 1999, and it is the Hairpin Murders. Well, this is the Hairpin Murders Part 2. I thought it had another name, but it's just Hairpin Murders Part 2. Talk to you then, guys. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives 3.0, Unported License.